All right. Hi, everyone. Um, it is Tuesday, May 12th. I am Ren. I'm the new face of the Source Snack Breaks. Today is an exciting day. It is my friend Lisa's birthday. Um, Megan and I have a mutual friend in common. Her name is Lisa in Seattle. So we're saying hey to Lisa today. Hey, Lisa, um, happy birthday. <laughs> so we're. I'm gonna give you a quick orientation of this webinar tool before I introduce our guest. Um, so you're all muted automatically, but that doesn't mean that we are gonna be the only ones talking. Um, you have access to the live chat where I can see you guys are all saying hello already. So you can drop in some emojis or ask questions, which we really encourage you to do. Um, if you have any questions, use the chat and we'll, we'll try to answer them in real time. But if we don't get to it, we'll cover it at the end. Um, a recording of this presentation will be sent to you after we wrap up. So you can share with friends or you know, bury it in your inbox, whatever you feel. Um, so if you miss anything or you wanna come back to it, you absolutely can. So I'd like to introduce you to today's guest. This is Megan from Loom. She's Hi. one of my favorites. Um, she's up in Seattle and she's going to be talking to us about some textiles from a new collection from Loom. So I will say hi to Megan. Let's do a little intro. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your quarantine zone? <laughs> yeah, quarantine zone. I'm Megan Zettelmeyer. I've been with Loom since the beginning, which has been four years now. So it's a relatively new company, but a great one at that. Um, this is this is my dining room table that I have laid out a lovely display for you all to see what the collection would look like if I was doing it for you all live. Um, this little guy over here is my seven-year-old son who I have been homeschooling during this time, which I'm sure some of you can relate, balancing that work homeschool schedule, which is interesting. <laughs> We're having right. yeah, exactly right. <laughs> not not sure how he feels about having me as a teacher, but we're rolling through it. Yeah. So that's him on his Zoom call, one of his first Zoom calls with his friends for a classroom um, meeting. So sweet. Can you tell us a little bit about Loom as a com company first before we get into this? Make sure everybody yeah. is at speed. Yeah. Sure. So. Loom Textiles is um, a company that is has our design director, which is Suzanne Tick. And if you guys are not familiar with her, she is a weaver by trade. She um, is an artist as well. But um, one of the things I love most about Loom Textiles is there's really kind of this hand quality to it. Um, everyone in her studio, there's four designers that work underneath her that work on product development for Loom and they are all weavers. And every day they spend 30 minutes weaving to really understand the fiber and the essence of what makes something a textile and how that's going to look. So they really do see things and then they work from there on trying to work with the contract market and getting to bring it to you so that it meets the, the high performance grades. That is amazing. I love that. <laughs> Me All too. Right. So let's get into this collection called Second Sight. Um, and it has a really cool backstory. Can you tell us a little bit about this artist that you guys are? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So Second Sight, a little bit. This was our first collection into the 2020 year. So it's a little play on words with 2020 vision um, is what the Second Sight kind of play on words was. And it's also trying to promote. We were. Suzanne was really trying to put some positive energy into the environment. So there's a lot of color and depth and texture and just warmth 
and really putting some optimism out there. We can uh, use that right now. I can use that right now. So every bright, cheery color I can get. Um, and then besides that, there is this uh, lovely artist, Hilma F. Clint. And she was a big inspiration behind this collection. Um, she was a modernist um, in the time of the early 1900s, kind of with Kandinsky, Mondrian, but nobody really had heard of her. One, because she was a woman during that time. Love that. And they weren't very promoted. Another, she really did a lot of um, meditation and mystic work. And I think back in that time, that wasn't very widely accepted as well. So a lot of her work, she just kind of kept under wraps. And during her lifetime, she ended up doing over 1,200 pieces of art. Wow. I mean, an unbelievable amount of beautiful work. And um, she had this stipulation that no one could see her artwork till 20 years after she had passed. She's so she, super cool. Yeah, she didn't think that that era was ready for her work. So um, they this then ended up fast forward, sent down to family that probably didn't know what to do with crazy grandma's art. And, and they weren't small. Some of them were like 20 by 40 in scale. Like there's some really big pieces. And I was just like, I can't imagine having this artwork stored and opening it up 20 years after her passing and finding this and thinking, oh my God, what do I do with it? Yeah. Um, anyway, fast forward. And she ended up a few years ago, she was in the Guggenheim. I mean, they ended up with a foundation for her, um, but she had a beautiful display in the Guggenheim in New York um, a few years ago. And it's just check her out. She's fascinating. Her work is beautiful. And you can see like her colors are really on trend with what today is with some of these beautiful lavenders and these gold colors. And um, it's really fun to see. And then the other board where you see all those like pinned up little things, that's just a process board and um, finding color and seeing how that's kind of moving through from different areas in the world. And so they always have one of those in the studio in progress. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a little bit of the background of, of the collection. Where does Loom locate? Loom is located in Toronto, okay, Canada. Okay. Yeah. And Our then is also Canadian, so we love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Suzanne Tech is located in New York. Okay. So, so yeah. Hands-on design process all happens in Toronto. Uh, actually, happens in New York. The design okay. development all happens in New York, and then. The rest of it with the nitty gritty details happens in Toronto with the, yeah. With Got it. Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the different fabrics that are in this collection a little bit? Yeah. So there's four different patterns in this collection. And this upper kind of that beautiful yellows and blues and grays that are happening in that upper corner there, that is called construct. And that is our wool in this collection. And there are, I think, approximately about 28 different colors. And that's another thing about this collection too, is we were really trying to be um, thoughtful about the type of content that we were putting out as well. So there's um, wool, rapidly renewable resources. There's a lot of recycled content as well as a silicone. Great. Um, so we really are trying well. They all meet the um, Healthy Hospitals initiatives. Fantastic. So, yeah, and then, yeah, we're we're trying to do all of those things and keep everything with all of that. Um, our our website also has a great thing now too that you can search by declare and red list free. 
fabulous. Okay, so some of those meet that as well. Um, anyway, so construct is this beautiful, I mean, wools always take color so well. And this wool um, is 80% wool and actually 20% nylon. And some of the reason behind that is that, well, wool has really become a hot commodity Thanks for bringing in um, the mid-century modern pieces again. And so those work really well on those beautiful curvature pieces and meeting those curves. Um, but the price of wool has gone up quite a bit because of the demand on it and just not quite enough sheep to meet the demand. Funny enough, but yes, that's an actual that's true that. statement. <laughs> and so um, we've blended it, one with the nylon for durability so that it gets the 100,000 double rubs, but then also to keep cost down. So this um, comes in at $68 a yard, which I think oh, is great, great, right? great, which is a great price for wool. So it's really got that felted. It's almost, I call it like the cashmere felted wools. It's got such a lovely hand. And I know that's hard to see when you're looking on the screen, but when you get your hands on it, you'll definitely notice it. Yeah. Um, and then right below that, we brought out, it took us two years to develop this bow leather. Um, we really wanted to make sure that we hit it, the right point on it. Um, we wanted to make sure it had a really nice texture to it, but then also had like a very buttery hand to it. And it's actually 100% silicone. Um, and we wanted to go with silicone because it's a sand derivative versus an oil base, which makes it a Love little that. more environmental. And then, it, yeah, and then it also has the bonus of being naturally antimicrobial. So you don't have to add any finishes. It's bleach cleanable and also cleanable with a long list of other cleaners that we wouldn't think we would need to know about, but we do, and and it works for those, and we have that um, listed as well for you guys. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then the last the last two, this one that's um, kind of the longer one that's out is called Flex Wool, um, and what's really unique, it's got kind of this nebbly texture, but it's a piece side product that each one of the yarns um, and it's a wool too, actually, let me remember what it is. Here we go. Uh, it's 41 wool, 41 polyester, 17 nylon. And then the cool part about it is that it's actually elastine at the 1%. And what that does is give you this really cool stretch to it, which I love because when you're working with those curved pieces, a lot of times nothing's approved for use on them. And I'm sure you designers have run into that because I know I get those phone calls. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well, it's a lot of it has to do with the stretch and you want just the right amount of stretch because you don't want too much stretch so that it puddles. Right. <laughs> which is right. Another issue. But you want just enough so that it meets those curves and still lays beautifully and has that really um, nice textural look to it. So with those pieces and that was really the design. Nubby too. It's got a nice yeah, it's got a definitely nubby kind of texture to it. Okay. So it's got a very classic structural look, but it's it's a tonal quality of the way the colors are. So the back color is a little bit darker and then the top color is a little bit lighter for the contrast. Okay. So and then, yeah, the, the last one, which you're seeing right. here, is this pattern. Oh, no, go ahead. Go oh, for it because it's not showing it's on this screen. It's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this last one's called Vector. Um, and it's actually, as a bonus, is a bleach cleanable as well. But um, we were asked to find a mid-scale 
pattern that didn't look juvenile that was multicolor and high performance which so is like a so unicorn hard. yeah we want it, a everyone wants the unicorn so we tried really hard and working and developing but i love it has this very kind of isometric um play uh, very geometric but the color combinations in this one and uh, you'll have to check it out you guys because it's got some really unique color combinations that are very unexpected but work so well together that add the sophistication level but it's bleach cleanable as a bonus, which is really great. It's $56 a yard, so really well priced. And then it's 78% recycled polyester with a little bit of nylon in it. So, um, and 75,000 double rubs. So it's a really good workhorse to boot. Yeah. And it appears yeah. beautifully shown on this little chair. Very cute. With that curve, as we are talking about, with the, yeah. where the things are approved for curves. So yeah. one thing that we want to start doing in our snack breaks is a section we call Help Me Help You. <laughs> the reps, some sort of like commonly avoided things, like what are things that designers should keep in mind? Um, so designers, if you can think of any questions about like struggles you've had in picking out fabrics for... Um, different applications, send them in, put them in the chat and we'll start addressing them because we could just use it as like a call and help zone. Um, so like before we started this conversation, you were talking about um, where to put color or not color. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I found that super interesting as a designer. I never thought of that. So yeah, no, and it's and it's not even using color and not color. It's I mean, we've all got to consider application and where is this being used? But I've just some of the instances that I have run into is people, and I get it, like light yellow is so pretty and white and all of those. those yeah, they're just, <laughs> I know, just so nice. But when you're in, say, like something like a student union, and I don't care if you're only putting it on the back, I would just say, let's just not and say we did because I have seen things. I mean, pizza, pizza boxes, Kentucky Fried Chicken, that the oil, the grease, and it could, unless it's like a polyurethane or silicone or something that is wipeable, wipeable, those fabrics at some point, if they don't get cleaned right away, which most of us know in those types of environment will go a long time without being cleaned and it will take like a month for that stain to be discovered it's gonna be, it's gonna take a lot for it to come out even with a stain repellent finish on it. So I would just say probably to avoid that in general. Okay. Thinking about stain repellent finishes, do you guys yeah. work with um, applied finishes? How, how should you yeah. think about those? We actually, we work with everyone. So we are, we don't discriminate on anyone. We love them all. Um, we have, uh, we have it all listed too, um, as far as broken out uh, what the minimum yardage requirements are. Most of them have a five yard minimum minimum across the board. That's just kind of a set standard for them. Um, and then they all have like a minimum one-time charge if it's just five yards and then it changes, I think about after 10 yards, it gets broken down to a little less expensive, but mm -hmm. Alta finishes are great. Green Shield finishes are great. Um, Nanotex finishes. I mean, they're all, they're all very similar in the properties and how they're made up and they all work. Um, I know Alta Food and Beverage has been a really big push lately um, just because you get that additional moisture barrier added. And it's, um, and it's also just really, it's a really strong finish on there. So. And do you see using them a lot, these, these additional finishes, or is there like certain places where you might not need them, but certain places you well, absolutely should use them? 
Well, now it, it's kind of an interesting conversation because some people, just depending on who you're working with, some people prefer not to add any chemicals at all into their environment for the environmental aspects of it and just prefer to choose fabrics that maybe more are inherently um, stain resistant to begin with and go that route. And then other people, especially, I mean, food and beverage areas, and I mean, gosh, it, workspaces in general, everyone's eating in them anymore. There's not very many spaces where people aren't eating and drinking. And so you really just, um, so I feel like there are a good amount that end up with finishes added to it. And we kind of, when we bring something to market, a collection in general, we usually have one that has a stain and repellent on it, one that doesn't have it on there, and then usually a bleach cleanable as well, just to kind of meet across the board for everyone because it really, it's it's depending on what is being asked for and what's wanted. Awesome, so, and what about a question? Um, does it impact the price? Yeah. Uh, adding nanotechs afterwards, <laughs> yeah, it does. So. It does. I'm, uh, I think it's anywhere for five to eight dollars a yard, depending on whether it's Alta or Nanotex, that it will add Great. to the price. So I wanted to say thank you for coming, everyone. Um, we got some samples that you can order. Uh, we just uploaded all the new Loom collections to yeah, to our we website did. so you can use that. I've also got, um, if you liked today's snack break, you can register for one tomorrow. You can hit that smash, smash that register now button. You know, I love saying that. Um, one thing I wanted to note before we go is that <laughs> Loom, you guys have a lot of red list free products, which is really great. I know we've got some clients on the um, chat right now who use red list free and I just wanted to tell everyone that because I think it's awesome because it's really hard for textile companies to get those um, red list free labels so thank you so much for doing that I really I personally appreciate it so I just want to say thank you and let our designers know that so um, let us know if you have any other questions in the meantime um, I'll remind you that the recording of this will be sent to you after we wrap up and hopefully I'll see you again tomorrow and you can go to our events page or hit that the register now button and we will see you tomorrow. But I don't see any more questions. So I want to say thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for your time. All right. We will yeah. talk to you later. All right. Bye. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Bye.